0: What do your nocturnal dreams, brainwaves, and business all have in common? More than you might think. In today's episode, we're mixing the practical with the woo for some seriously incredible results. We're chatting about exactly how much inner wisdom can be gained from your nocturnal dreams, how to form a relationship with those dreams, and how to then use that wisdom as a catalyst for your biz. We're talking about clearing some blocks that may be seriously holding you back from raising your rates, charging for the value you provide, and making more money in your biz, all while you sleep. Plus, we're giving away a journaling exercise you can use to harness the information in your dreams for some mind-blowing results in life and biz. You'll walk away from this episode with a new way to practice self-care tap into your intuition, and move through mindset challenges you may not even be aware are holding you back in your biz, all without a ton of time or effort on your part. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life, and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Mimi Young. Mimi is a shamanic practitioner and founder of Ceremony, a shamanic and ritual-based brand focusing on in-person and online shamanic education, remote shamanic readings, and an aura and skincare line that is made in Ceremony. She is also a neurofeedback practitioner and owner of Vancouver-based Open Minds Performance, where she supports others in accessing their peak via neurological resilience. Mimi, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, Amanda, thank you so much for having me. Oh, such a joy to have you on the show. I'm so excited for our conversation. So, I read your bio, but can you tell me in your own words
1: a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Yes. Um, so, I, I straddle two worlds. I straddle the world of uh, of science, where I work with clients to build neuroresilience. Um, and then the other world is on the spiritual, where I help people remember who they really are and help them live live fully in their sole purpose. But rather than even just looking at it as two things, it's like my work really is about integrating individuals on both ends, uh, making sure that on a brain level, um, they're getting, Uh, the support they need so that neurologically they can make conscious shifts and neurologically they have uh, the physiological support. And then, of course, the spiritual being able to identify blocks, identify, um, you know, what is their big, big goal in life um, and to be able to live it out. It's such an interesting mix to me that you are bringing these
0: two worlds together because what I have found is that people are either like very heavy on the spiritual or they're very heavy on the science, right? So I think it's fascinating that you've kind of found this beautiful middle ground between the two where you're using sort of both ends of the spectrum in a way to to do your work and to move people forward in this really beautiful way. How did you
1: find that blend? I think for me, um, my background, like I'm not a new ager (laughs) and, um, you know, I don't wear flowy clothes for the most part and I'm not walking around chanting. Um, (laughs) So in in many ways I was, I haven't really found um, the new age paradigm to be totally congruent with who I am and, and what my interests are and what my values are. And I would say in very, um, in, you know, in very plain terms, I, I was a skeptic of, of, you know, what are the benefits of spirituality um, for many, many, many years. Um, so I, I think for me, like it, this is a representation of my own work, um, personal work and being able to say, well, how do I honor uh, myself? that can can really honour sort of that deep, undercurrent, emotional, spiritual that does exist, but being able to validate it and understand it in a context that is beyond the quote-unquote woo-woo. How do I bring it into the workplace? How do I bring it into a life where I'm not surrounded necessarily by new agers, where I can have relevant, current, intelligent conversations, where it's not always just about, you know, um, saying uh, spiritual things, you know, expression, so to speak. And, and this was really my way of being able to reconcile it all and being able to honor who I am fully as a person.
0: Ooh, I love that so much.
1: And like such an (laughs)
0: interesting journey. So can you tell me, is there one specific mindset shift that has changed everything for either you or your clients?
1: Yes. And I would say that it's for both, um, for it's the same one that has, you know, made significant shifts um, in my, in my personal life and then in uh, clients that I work with. And it's through cultivating a relationship with your nocturnal dreams. So when I say nocturnal dreams, I'm not talking about ambitions as in, you know, like what are your dreams for the future, so to speak, Mm. but it's, it's what messages are coming through when you are sleeping What triggered you? What made you feel a certain way? And when I say a certain way, it could be what we you know, maybe typically would define as negative or positive emotions. I consider all emotions positive technically because they all bring gifts, but, you know, most of us would probably put fear and anger and whatnot in one category as quote unquote Mm -hmm. scary and and negative and, um, and, you know, uh, feeling like really uplifted or comforted, um, or even, you know, like hot and sweaty. (laughs) We have those dreams too. Um, maybe in the other category of positive, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to, you know, cover all all my bases. Um, But yeah, cultivating that relationship with our nocturnal dreams has improved my intuition. It has enhanced my emotional intelligence and it's really stimulated creative problem solving in my own life. And then of course, translating in my clients' lives. This
0: is such a fascinating topic
1: to me because...
0: You have to be the first person I've come across that does (laughs) this kind of work. Like, honestly, I think that I've never heard it described in quite that way before. And I think it's just fascinating the way that you explain it, because I think you're right. Like, there is so much to be said for what our dreams can tell us about ourselves and about our feelings and about our desires and all of that stuff that doesn't... Probably doesn't come to the surface nearly as often as it could if we were paying attention to it and if we were more conscious of what it is that it's telling us. So I am so curious how do we, first of all, how do we become aware of what our dreams are trying to tell us? And then how do we use that as information to? Basically, you know, become that next level us in not only like ourselves, but also use that information in our business as well.
1: Such a good question. So I will say what you should not do first because it's faster. So do not go to your metaphysical bookstore and buy a dream dictionary. I find that they're completely useless because they're basically saying that if anybody dreams about this, then universally, that's exactly what it's going to mean, which of course, it's impossible. How can one thing mean the exact same thing for 6 billion people on the same planet? So What I would suggest is develop a dream journal. Every night, go into sleep with the intention that you are going to be open-minded to receive whatever information, whatever wisdom that is uh, ready to come to you through your dreams. And then in the morning, whatever you can still retain, write it down right away and um, tap into what happened in the dream or what symbols um, came up in the dream, like sort of the narrative of the dream. But then part two is, how did it make you feel? Um, and for me, that was really the the defining moment when I was able to start seeing, you know, over time that there were patterns and I'll share one with you. Um, so I used to have this recurrent dream and, you know, in this recurrent dream, I'm traveling in this like big cosmopolitan, right? This big mega city. And, um, it's exciting and there's all these different places that I want to explore and um you know, I, I get to take the metro. And of course, I feel that any city has a better um, public um, transit system than Vancouver, <laughs> which is where I reside. So, you know, <laughs> I go to like New York, or I go to London, and it's just like so exciting because you can actually get to point A to point B without having to like rely on a cab in between a mm. couple stops. Um, and so that is all playing in my dream. And the focus of the dream is I want to visit the best bakeries in town. And I'm a foodie in real life, and I love baked goods. <laughs> (laughs) But in the dream, it doesn't matter what I do. I can take the right bus or take the right metro and, you know, align the, the schedules and make sure that I'm as effective and as efficient with my planning and my, you know, bakery hopping as it can be, but I never make it to the bakeries in time to actually buy whatever sweet that I want to get. No! Never, ever. Yeah, it's so horrible. It feels like it's just so devastating because it's just like this idea of I work so hard, I'm so diligent, I'm so precise and so organized, um, even even if I make it to the bakery, if I make it even to the front of the line, they're out. Like they've run out of whatever cookie that I was lusting after um, for the day. Or, you know, for some weird reason, they closed an hour earlier than usual or whatever it is. And then in my waking life, in my conscious waking life, I had to ask myself, what does this mean? And then I realized it meant that I wasn't offering the value and the sweetness and the worth that I really deserved. I didn't offer me myself the nurturance that I really wanted, really deeply needed. Um, and the harder I worked, the more organized I was, the more, you know, like, you know, perfect quote unquote I was on the outside, even in my business, the more vacant I felt on the inside. And so that's when things had to change. I actually changed my, um, my rates. Um, I increased them, which is really hard. Um, I would say for many business owners, particularly female business owners, mm. um, to be able to ask for your fair wage. Um, and I had to set some boundaries around my time. Like I had to say, no, I'm not going to respond to an email on Saturday night. Like, of course not. Right. Like <laughs> these are the things that, um, I, You know, I I knew intellectually you shouldn't do, but in my heart there was this like, oh, I I felt like I didn't deserve to rest. I didn't deserve sweetness. I didn't deserve nurturance. And when that changed, that dream stopped. I never had that dream again.
0: Oh my goodness. That is such an amazing story because I think that like so many of us have had reoccurring dreams at some point in our life, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that it's just such an interesting thing that once you kind of got to the lesson that that dream was there to expose you to um, and made a shift around that, how your subconscious brain like literally put a stop to the dream, right? It was like no longer necessary because you had already solved for that problem like in real Mm -hmm. life essentially. And that is just like super interesting. But how did you get from the point at which you were like, okay, I keep having this dream to what is this trying to tell me to what shift and what change do I actually need to make in my life? Like, I think most of us are probably at the step where we realize the reoccurring dream is happening, but aren't necessarily trying to like glean info from it or make that shift or make that change um, that that dream is there to teach us. And I think it's like incredible that it boosted your business too, right? Like that's just like an added bonus, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, For me, what really made having a relationship with my dreams make actual practical sense was me being able to say, okay, I'm getting these dreams. I'm logging them. And now I'm going to tap into, this is why I mentioned earlier, the feeling. And then I had to ask myself, what does it mean when I get, like, let's say if I were to play out the dream in the way that I did want it to play out, I got to the front of the line. I got to order that cookie or a muffin or a slice of cake, what does that feel like? And then for me, I just had to sit with that. And I got it down to the feeling of reward, the feeling of sweetness, the feeling that of all that hard work paid off, and the feeling of being able to rest into this nurturance. And then I thought, okay, well, what in my life is lacking these things? And I just had to just do that analysis and really, when you are very intentional about being totally honest with yourself, it was just so apparent that I, I lacked structure around my business. I lacked worth around my business. I had a really hard time saying no. And, you know, that's why it translated into my dreams being I can never give myself. I, it was a no to, to offering sweetness to myself in my own dreams. And when I realized, no, no, like being able to have these healthy business boundaries, um, actually not only serves my clients ultimately, and, and it's because I get to serve myself. Um, then I have more to give. Oh yes. Yeah,
0: so good. Amazing. There is no denying that it can be hard to recognize your own mindset challenges, but the thing is they'll come up again and again in your business. If you aren't aware of them in ways you may not even realize, So if you've been struggling to book that first or next client, there's a good chance there's a mindset challenge there holding you back from the kind of incredible results I know are possible for you. But the good news is once you shift it, the results can come pouring in. That's exactly why I created my free next step, next client coaching call. Together, we'll chat through where you're struggling most and how you can shift it so you can take that next step to land your next client. Head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash next client to book this laser focus session. I only do three of these each week. So get over there and book yours before it's gone. So I know that based on your neuroscience background, you also know a lot about brain waves in general. So how does that translate to this work that you do with dreams? And like, what's the connection point there? Can you school us a little bit on that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, I'll do a like a super quick 101. Um, yeah. So we have um a number of different types of brain waves, and I'll start with um the slowest brain waves and make my way up to the fastest brain waves. Um so the slowest moving brain waves are what we call delta, and delta is associated with deep sleep and res- restoration of the body. Um And then the next bit up would be your theta brainwaves. Theta brainwaves, that category is in a relaxed state. You might be in a meditative state, somewhat conscious, um, but most of the time it's, uh, it's unconscious and you're in shallow rest. And this is where your dreams take place. And then the next category up would be um, your alpha, alpha, your, your conscious mind. You are still relaxed. You're very in your body. This is where a lot of athletes that just seem to know where they need to be on the court or on the field to be able to make a play happen. That's, mm. that's really where they're dwelling in. Um, and the next category up there is beta waves. Beta is your problem solving waves your nine to five um your you know operational waves what do i need to get done um to you know get this project off the ground what are the deadlines uh what do i have to pick up at the grocery store on my way home those are your beta waves and it's also associated of course if you're thinking always about what do i have to get done and it's very about and why do we have to get things done it's for survival so there's a fair amount of anxiety and fear that are associated with overabundant beta waves Hmm. and then after that um are gamma waves and this is the area where scientists know the least about because there's different types of gamma but what we do understand about gamma brain waves is that it's that higher consciousness um, shifting from the you know you against me into an us mindset and more compassion more about um, working together for a big picture cause so how does this relate to dream well if you're beta this is the stress that you know what do i have to get done though if you're beta Brainwaves are overactive, it's really hard to downshift when it's time to go to bed, downshift to alpha, then downshift to theta and access your, your, your dreams. And of course, even downshift further into delta because you need a fair amount of delta um, and theta relationship to be able to really feel rested in the morning, to be able to manage your beta stress levels, and also the reciprocal of being able to be creative. Um, so for me, it was is just that twofold is like, what do I need to do to make sure I get quality sleep? Um, And what do I need to do uh, to then access the beautiful, you know, nuggets of wisdom that my dreams provide me when I do get my quality sleep?
0: Mm, So interesting. So do you have any client stories you can share with us about like how these dreams have opened th- things up for them or opened up possibilities in their business? Or I'm just so curious to hear, you must have like so many juicy stories.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, I would say that, uh, oftentimes the recurrent ones, right? Cause those are the ones that stick with you. Mm. Um, Humans are very stubborn as a whole, right? Like we, we tend to really promote, like prefer being in homeostasis. Change scares us. Mm. Um, change takes work. Change takes discipline. Um, so I think the reason why uh, recurrent dreams are so effective, um, and, you know, when I do hear stories from clients, they oftentimes are recurrent dreams, and it's just them being able to figure out what does that mean. Um, I can think of this one where she is on a rowboat in like a middle of a lake and then just out of the blue, this crazy tsunami, which, you know, geologically probably is really unlikely to happen in a lake, but in dreams, anything is possible. Um, the tsunami sort of just overtakes her and overtakes her and overtakes her. Um, but it always lands on, like when, when the waves come, it always, for some reason hit her, hits her right in, um the middle of her back where it kind of touches her scapula her her two scapulas and um what do you know like she started really you know thinking about what does this mean and started really for her, um, this idea of something coming out of the blue mm. um, meant feeling unprepared. And she later discovered um, that uh, she had um, some cancerous tumors actually growing behind one of her scapulas. And of course, that totally was out of the blue. Oh my god! Um, but it was it was, caught, it was caught early though. This is the best part. It was caught early. She was able to make some changes in her life um, and be able to get the medical attention that she needed and was able to just completely, um, you know, kick it. So I just think that there's just so much value in, you know, even on a physical health level, like, you know, forget Mm -hmm. about, you know, professionalism um, and how it can, you know, of course, we all want to do things that can improve our professional lives, but even just our health, Mm -hmm. um, being able to attend to that in time.
0: That is such an incredible
1: story. Oh my gosh. I, I got chills. Like, <laughs> say, I still get chills when I think about
0: it and when I talk about it. Oh, goodness. There's like so much there, right? Like just kind of the relationship that you have with your body and how your body can tell you things even before your conscious mind knows. And like, seriously, mind
1: blowing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh. And you know what's amazing? What? It's free. Dreams right?
0: are free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I mean, really yeah. though, like how like how many of us are trying to like turn over the rock for the next self-care thing that's going to like, you know, provide that relief or um, you know, like actually take care of ourselves in the way we need to when this is like so open and available and probably something very few of us have tapped into yet.
1: Yeah, I feel like, you know, I mean, I have oracle cards. um, But to be honest, the most accurate oracle for me are my dreams. Um, In in theory, I don't really need oracle cards. Like I I appreciate them, if anything, for the art. Um, And sometimes it is nice to kind of get out of my head and into the wisdom of something that's completely detached from me, such as the oracle. But honestly, like, when I think back that the big, big changes in my life, the big, big messages have always come from my dreams.
0: That's so fascinating to me. Do you have any other ones? I like, I'm like telling all your
1: stories. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, well, sure. Um, this one's a little bit more quote unquote spiritual, um, because it touches on, you know, ancestral connection. Mm -hmm. Um, so my grandfather, uh, he, he passed on a number of years ago, but I was really close to him. And um, you know, I mentioned I'm a foodie, so was he. Mm. And um he was he was like the chef of um that side of the family. So this is on, on my mother's side. And when he passed on, um he took with him all the recipes that that he he had, because he never used a book or, you know, cookbooks or whatever or recipes. Mm. Um it was always just what he would put together. And, um, and there's this one dish that I craved so, so much after he passed on and, um, and I just, it didn't matter how hard I tried. I just couldn't get it Mm. to taste the same. And one night, um, in a dream, um, I still get chills whenever I talk about this one. Um, I'm at the grocery store and he's right beside me at the checkout stand and I'm unloading my basket and just putting the different ingredients on the basket. And he's saying, yes, yes. And he's nodding. And then once in a while, there'll be one thing that shouldn't have been there. And he'll say, nope, not that one, take it out. And I would just take it out. And then at the end I had scanned where the, the cashier had scanned everything. And he said, there's one more thing you have to get. There's a, you need to get this like fermented soybean paste. It's, it's this, um, uh, like Chinese, like traditional Chinese, um, condiment that it's not really a condiment, but it's like a fermented, uh, soybean, Mm. um, that you have to go pick it up from, um, you know, down this aisle and it's, you'll know it's a one because it's in a glass jar with a, with a yellow label. And then I woke up and I was like glass jar with yellow label. So I actually made myself, um, you know, my, my, I went to the Asian grocery store and, I went looking for this fermented bean paste. And sure enough, on the shelf, there's these different brands. There's this one brand that's in a glass jar with a yellow label. Oh, my gosh. It. No, that's amazing. It's just so, yeah. So I made the dish. It turned out amazing. I had, you know, my 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 mother and my, my my dad and, like, a couple people in the immediate family that also really enjoyed this specific dish over. And they're all just, like, stunned that I was able to make it. Um, be- <laughs> And I told them about what happened and they're just like, Oh whoa, like it's just so crazy, right? When you right? think about um That's it, like but yeah. next level shit there, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty special um to know that uh, you know, you can you can communicate to a greater reality beyond, you know, the, the three dimensional physical reality even through dreams.
0: And honestly, like unless you had told that story in quite that way, I'm not sure I would have believed you, right? I would have been like, yeah, 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 dreams. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. You know? Like I think that we have this habit of dismissing things that don't don't hold a basis in our, you know, like physical lives yet. Does that make sense? Like if totally. if they're if they're not our reality right now, sometimes we're really easy to like just brush it off. Or really quick to just brush it off. And I think that what's so interesting about the stories that you've been telling is that it's only working because you're paying attention to it, right? Like you've brought this like deeper amount of consciousness around it. And not only that, that's exactly what you're helping other people to do too, because you've seen so much success with that work. So I think that that's just such a beautiful ripple effect that you're having because, like I said, like, I literally don't know anyone who does this kind of work like this. <laughs> and I can only imagine what kind of untapped wisdom is there if if we all just, like, paid a little bit more attention to what our dreams were telling us.
1: Oh, totally. It's, um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You must pay attention to the dreams for them to be of value to you. Otherwise, it's just, you know, gobbledygook that you would dismiss. Um, but... And, and I think, you know, this is something that science is trying to figure out, because um, at one point they were just saying that, when I say they, I mean the Establishment of Science, mm-hmm. capital S, because um, obviously there's different segments, um, and they may not even in be in total agreement. But I think at one point it was sort of dismissed as a bunch of stuff that your brain would process from your, you know, awake hours, and now it's just processing it in your sleep hours. But I really don't believe that just because I know what my dreams have done for me. Mm. They are coherent. If I actually want to pay attention to them, they make very relevant, practical sense in my, my awake out my, you know, my waking hours. Um, And they, they, they do have a lot of just so much to teach me. Um, Sometimes, I mean, I'm not going to go into all details, but sometimes they foreshadow things that have not happened yet. Right. And once again, this gets into the spiritual piece of like, how can you be, you know, looking into the future? How, how is it possible? Well, well, I have been able to with dreams. Absolutely. And I would even say that example with the client Mm. that to a certain degree is, was warning her about something that potentially could have been really quite disastrous and, Mm. and quite, you know, irreversible. Um, but she, um, honored her dreams by saying, yeah, this is not just, you know, make believe junk or, or fantasy. This is, there's some real stuff here to explore. Um, and I think for me, it's, um, because I, I, you know, I don't come from necessarily that New Age or spiritual background. Um, I was a skeptic too. I get it. I totally understand. But what I couldn't understand was why am I having the same dreams again and again and again? Mm. Um, that that's something that my logical mind couldn't actually answer. So I think that's so fascinating because
0: I don't think I've had a reoccurring dream in a really long time, um, but I do think that there's. It's just like so fascinating, almost the different ways that we dream, I guess. Um, And like again, this isn't a conversation I have all the time with friends, so (laughs) could be completely off base here, but I tend to have like very realistic dreams, right? So I tend to have interactions in my dreams with people I actually know or have situations in my dreams that like could actually have unfolded in that way or something, something that seems very realistic, right? And then I talk to my husband, Brian, about the kind of dreams he has, and he's like on another planet, you know? And they're just like something out of like a sci-fi book or something out of like, you know, some <laughs> sort of like adventure novel or just much more action based and a lot more going on and a lot more like <laughs> heroes and villains and things like that. And I just think it's like so interesting. So do you have any insight into like how we dream or what we dream about and what that tells us? Or am I just like completely oh. off base here? <laughs>
1: No no no, there's you're so on point. Um and I do talk a bit about this in my um on-demand course. It's called dream analysis interpretation. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you download on your own time and and you know, you can sort of step into like the course um independently. Um and you can stop it when you want to. It just makes it just super convenient. But I do talk about how certain things can represent differently for different people. And a big one which you alluded to earlier is our dreams will try to get our attention in the way it knows we need. So maybe for your husband, he needs it to be action packed and, you know, he needs to dream that he's just like Thor or, or, you know, (laughs) holding the mallet or whatever it is. (laughs) Um, And maybe you need something a bit more grounded, more relatable, more plausible um, for you to be able to pay attention to it. Um, But I would say that from, a generalized perspective, they all contain wisdom. They all will touch on our fears. They will all touch on our deep, deep needs. Um, they'll all touch on, uh, you know, our our biggest aspirations. They always do. Um, so it doesn't really matter if you're, you know, like suited um, in some superhero costume or if you're talking to someone in your dream that you talk to on a daily basis. Um, but I do find A lot of times the the characters that come up in our dreams, whether they are, you know, fantasy, fictional based characters or people in your lives, they're actually representing aspects of us, too.
0: Ooh, yes. I love that. Talk to me more about that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, if I have a dream, let's say that involves me and my husband and my son, or what, you know, I have two boys, but like, you know, one of them, and I've had these kind of dreams before, but what they wind up actually representing the masculine logical self, Mm. right? My husband representing that. And then my child will be representing the innocent, pure, imaginative, unrestricted, vulnerable self, right? And so when I can see all these different dynamics dynamics being played out. Um but it's all it's me, right? It's it's of course representing aspects of me.
0: That is super fascinating because I think that a lot of times we like, you know when you wake up from a dream and you Well, maybe this only happens to me. I don't know. You'll have to tell me, right? (laughs) Sometimes I wake up from a dream and I was like having a conversation with someone and I find myself like really angry about the conversation we were having. That wasn't like a real conversation at all, but that Mm -hmm. like anger stays and I think that that's so fascinating because I think I would be like, well, now I'm pissed at that person, you know, for like oh, reasons yes. totally beyond their
1: control. But I think that totally, <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad like I'm not the only one that has that. Oh yeah. That's happened to me lots, <laughs> lots, lots to the point where I actually have to see the person the next day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to you, but I'm harboring this weird right? like, grudge, yeah. but it's like not even a real grudge that that took place like in the three dimensional level. And I'll even tell the person hey if i'm kind of moody towards you today i just want to let you know this you were a total like <laughs> dickwad in my dream last night <laughs> <laughs> and um and then we just kind of laugh about it and actually even that provides sort of like it just kind of breaks that tension. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, and yeah, and then sometimes like, you know, if they're someone who's like open to it and receptive, they will be almost like my sounding board. And I'll be like, yeah, I think that is what this represented. And it has nothing to do with you, but you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that's why I love what you explained
0: earlier when you said that sometimes it's just representing a certain like dimension of you or a certain personality that you have, or a certain trait that maybe you haven't like fully accepted or have, Made peace yet, or don't like are like wrangling in some way, right? I would so much mm-hmm. rather think that, that that person in my dream is reflecting a part of me that I haven't quite <laughs> figured out yet than being like <laughs> mad at that person in real life,
1: right? Totally,
0: totally. <laughs> oh, So Mimi, I have loved this conversation today. If you have any insight on how we can kind of take our dreams and apply them more towards our business and what kind of like insight we can glean from them to really bring these, these like, I don't know, like dreams. I can't think of a better word for that. (laughs) into our business and be able to glean insight from them. If there's like one takeaway you could give us, what would that be?
1: I would say the takeaway is to start the journal. Um, and it doesn't have to be, a, you know, like a paper journal. Um, you know, I, I work with clients uh, where if they're not into writing, they can, um, first of all, if they still want to work with paper, but they don't want to write. They can cultivate a dream drawing sketchbook. Ooh. So they're drawing what happened, especially if they have visual dreams and maybe there's like something that really stuck you know, they can, it's almost really, it's art therapy in a form. Mm. Um, so they could do that. That's one option. The other option is, I mean, most of us have smartphones these days. Um, we can record our dreams. We just um, just do an audio record, a voice record, and we just say, you know, and it's logged because the dates are there, right? So this is what I dreamt lo- of last night. And these are the things that stuck. And um, they don't have to worry about the perfectionism of having to write it down. Um, sometimes people can be, uh, can you know, limit themselves if they're like oh you know this I bought this really beautiful um journal and it's like handmade paper and I want this to be this masterpiece no no like this is meant to be an everyday thing get scrappy with it (laughs) yeah exactly get you know a 99 cent um journal like it's like a a notebook from elementary school you know the ones that have like the ruled lines Mm -hmm. like just get something super basic don't make it fancy because It's not meant to be precious. It's you're meant to use it the way you use, let's say, a toothbrush, Mm. right? Like it's a utilitarian tool, Um, and uh, it should be seen that way. And you know, if if making it pretty is something that's meaningful for you, go for it. But it shouldn't be anything that deters you from writing it down or recording it through your voice um, or drawing it out.
0: Oh, I just love that so much. I'm like so excited for the flood of emails you and I are going to get about how women were like angering into their <laughs> self-worth and raising their rates and like increasing their yeah. prices <laughs> because of their dreams. I'm like so ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, amazing.
0: So if listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they
1: find you? Well, they can find me on, uh, on my website, which is, I of a couple. So, um, if they want to work with me strictly through dreams um, and through, you know, the esoteric and my shamanic work, then I recommend shopceremony.com. Um, and ceremony is spelt with an I-E at the end. Um, or they can follow me on Instagram, which is uh, shops or shops at shopceremony. Um, and they can also email me, which is info at shopceremony.com. If you're interested in in neurofeedback, uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram at at open minds Performance, and if you're wanting to, you know dive deep into dreams, like I, I, I did mention the on-demand um, course option it's, it's fairly accessible. It's very affordable um, and you can do it on your own time. Or if you have this like dream, particularly a recurrent one, and you're just like, yeah, I really need someone to help you translate this. Um, then you can book a remote one-on-one dream interpretation session, um, where right now, if uh, you go on to, my website onto the the announcement bar and to sign up for, um, my, my newsletter, um, I'll be making an introductory price available. So it's a it's a discounted price compared to the regular price um, just until March 1st. So
0: yes, I love like that. that. You guys heard it. Get over there, get on her newsletter list, get that intro pricing because I know this is going to be a game changer for you, especially as it pertains to your business and all of the fears and self-doubt and value and self-worth stuff you may be working through. So be sure to head over there and join Mimi there all right Mimi thank
1: you so much for joining me today on the show Mm, thank you so much for having me it was it was really fun just talking about my (laughs) dreams thanks for listening to one simple
0: shift check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelly.com slash one simple shift if you're loving this podcast do me a favor and leave a rating and review on apple podcasts These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelly.com slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. An owner of the Vancouver-based Open Minds Performance, where she supports owners and accessing their peak via neurological resilience. I'm going to do this again because that was like entirely too many.